Let's go now to the book of Galatia. Chapter number two. The book of Galatia, chapter number two. We want to start reading Galatia chapter number two. And we want to start reading with verse number 15. Galatia 2, 15. We're going to read that down to verse 21. But first we want to give you our subject, just Galatia 2, 20. Let's give you our subject, then we're going to come back and read. From the book of Galatia, chapter 2 and verse number 20, come to your camera. Galatia chapter 2, verse 20, just one verse. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, we're going to take that and give you our subject because last week, uh, we, we, we talked on last week, uh, how do I get faith? Now, if you're following me and following this ministry, you, you got to go back and get that. Now, there's a lot of things I've been teaching you need to, you, if you're going to follow this ministry, you need to follow what I'm teaching because what I'm giving you today you got to have last week to be able to understand this week. So that's why you study. See, you are studying with me, okay? And to study with somebody is to follow them. All right? That's why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Follow me as I follow Christ. I just want to make sure of that before I always examine myself, prove myself. I don't just say stuff. I believe it's the word. But I also make sure, because I'm, I'm on Facebook and all these other. Be followers of me, Paul says, even as I am also of Christ. So it's really saying, follow me as I follow Christ. So that's why people today, you got a lot of people today who are been misled. Because they're not following Christ. Because the only way you can follow Christ, you got to follow Paul. Somebody say amen. amen. See, when I give you the word, that's what you want. You're not here to believe me. You're here to believe the word. All right? So let, we're going to put that on the screen for the people. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Uh, we, we're going to put that on the screen. Watch what the words say. See, once you hear what the words say, you're not here to believe Pastor Crump. I'm here to give you the word. You're here to believe the word. See, nothing going to happen in your life just by believing me. But everything going to happen when you believe the word. So that's why I told you last week, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I gave you that verse 1 through 9. We are just ministers by whom you believe. See, you can't follow, you can't follow Paulus, you can't follow Paul. Now you can follow Paul, because Paul will follow Christ. But he says, we are just ministers by whom you believe. Okay, I'm still waiting on that scripture. Uh, anytime you get something, you put it up. I'll get it. Uh, but on the screen, be followers of me, even as I am also of Christ. Do everybody see that? So Paul followed Christ, we follow Paul. See, it's no different if I was in the days of Moses 
how would I get to where I'm going? Well, I didn't know the way. I had to follow Moses, right? I followed Moses. Moses took me to the promised land. So I have to understand, if I want my inheritance, so you're not trying to get to the promised land now. You're trying to get what God has given you. And that's your inheritance. And so when you go sit down under somebody, think about it. You're there to get your inheritance. Your inheritance is everything God has paid for. And that man do not know the gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace. He cannot help you. You know, it's just like going to a doctor. We have many doctors in this house. But it's just like going to a doctor uh, to get your feet worked on. And this person got on over his door that he's, uh, he works on, in, 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 on hearts. Let's say hearts. And you go on there to get your feet worked on. You, you, just, you just might be in trouble. Or you might go on to get your heart worked on and the man say that he specializes in feet. How many know you're in the wrong place? So that's what it is in the house. This house, we specialize in grace. So if you want to be taught the new covenant or the gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace, you're at the right house. Look at somebody and say, you're at the right place. Amen. Because you need to put down what grace is. Now remember, let me give you my message. Why I need faith. Now remember last week, we talked about how do I get faith. That's what I'm trying to say is don't let these classes right here pass you by and you still don't have faith. So if you're ever going to go back over things, these are the time to go back over. You, this is detrimental to your ignorance. Because if you don't have faith, guess what? You cannot get your inheritance. And I'm going to show you all the things that God has for you. You can't get them. I'm going to show you in the word of God, there's no need of praying if you don't know the gospel of Christ. Let me say it again. There's no need of praying if you don't know the gospel of Christ. Why? Because under the gospel of Christ, you're not trying to get nothing. Most people cannot receive from God because they're praying in the Old Testament types and shadows. They're trying to get something. In the New Covenant, you're not trying to get something. You already got everything. So you're going to have to learn how to operate in the Scripture and Thanksgiving. So in the new covenant, if you don't know the word, how can you thank him? How do you know what you're thanking him for? I'm going to show you today that, and I'm going to show you healing. I'm going to specialize in that today. I hope I get to it on the first service, but not definitely the second service. Because I'm going to show you that healing has already been promised. It's already, the covenant has already been ratified and signed. And all you can do is operate in it. That's why it's called grace. But see, what happens is you got so many people, they're pretenders. They've been going to church so long, just they're pretenders. Because they think they already got it. They want people to think, oh, I already know that. You know what I said about that? 
They don't know swat, swat, swat. I could make a song, but we'll stop right there, okay? All right. Now, why am I saying that? Because I was there. I'm going to teach you about faith even today. Last week was a awesome, but today is going to blow your mind. I'm going to talk to you today about why I need faith. Look at somebody and say, why I need faith. Now, if you from like me from the country, you would say, why do I need faith? So we're going to shorten your list. Why I need faith. Four letters, four words. Now, remember, I told you last week how to get it. Now, I want to do something today because we just got a, how to download. And uh, uh, I think Minister Hayes is, is, is back there now. So I'm gonna, I'm, I want to download it. I want to do the CEV, just, just this verse. The CEV is called the Contemporary English Version. Now, I'm not teaching on through the Temporary English Version because I don't really like teaching on anything else but the King James. And I'm going to show you why today. So you want to put down uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 because we're going to show you that one more time. Uh, matter of fact, let's go to that first. Now, we're talking about why I need faith, Galatians 2.20. I'm going to go back to Galatians, so you need to write that down for me. I'm going to go back to Galatians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse uh, 19 down to verse number 26. So you need to put that down. Then I just told you somewhere else I'm going. 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's go there now before I go into what I want to teach. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse number 15. So you have to be able to write the divide the word and shoot. Now, this is a good example. Then you want to put down Romans 9.30. I'm sorry, Romans 3.30. Forgive me. Romans 3.30. So in, in 2 Timothy, uh, chapter number 2, and verse number 15. Verse 15 says, Steady to show thyself approved under God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Watch the last part of that verse, which I, don't, I haven't found anybody knew what they was talking about with this part here. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I've heard people teach this and say rightly divide the word of truth was Showing the difference between law and grace. Now, to be able to do that, you have to say law is the word of truth. Because he didn't say rightly dividing the word. He said the word of truth. So let's go back to Ephesians, shall we? And let's see what the word of truth is. See, if you're going to rightly divide the word of truth, you have to understand in a same chapter, in a same chapter, God can talk... Paul was talking to Jews, and then he switched over to Gentiles. He talked to Jews in the same, pretty much sometime in the same sentence. So you got to be able to know when he's talking to Jews and when he's talking to Gentiles. Because that's why we're going to Romans 3.30. Oh, hallelujah. Why I need faith. Last week I told you, how do I get faith? All right, so you need to get all of that. All right, we're going now where? 
Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. So I'm, I'm giving you these before we get into our message today. All right, Ephesians chapter 1. So in Ephesians chapter 1, we're showing you what now? The word of truth. See, that's why you need to write in your Bible. When you get too much, buy another Bible. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. It says, I'm going to go back to that, Minister Hayes, I haven't forgot. I'm supposed to do that out there. Yeah, I, I'm going to go back there. I'm going to, I'm going to do what out of, out of that? I'm going to do Romans 10, 17 first. That's the verse I'm going to do. It's really easy. It's really Romans 10, 17. Not now, but that's the one I'm going to do out the CEV, okay? All right. Ephesians 1, 13. I the King James. In whom you also trusted, after that you believed. So you trusted after you believed. What did you believe? After you believe, wait a minute, in in whom you trusted after that you heard, I'm sorry, you heard the word of truth. Do you see the word of truth there? Now, you should mark in your Bible because I'm showing you, you should put 2 Timothy 2.15 by that. You can't go by your reference because I'm going to read really way over that reference head. That's whoever wrote the Bible. You know, he was a good person, but he didn't know it all. So I'm going to add to you, faith. In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So the gospel of your salvation, you ought to put right there, Second Timothy, Second Timothy 2.15. Because it just told you the word of truth and told you what the word of truth is. The word of truth is the gospel of your salvation. So you need to know in this book how to rightly divide the word and what's God, when is God talking to you and when he's talking to Israel. See, that's the church of God. That's why the greatest mistake that goes on right now in churches is people don't know who God's talking to. So that's why so many people think God's talking to them for Christ returning Thank you. All right. Now, let's do that. Now, we're going to go where now? Romans 10, 17, out of the CEV. CEV is called what? Contemporary English Virgin. I'm not telling you to go out and buy one. I'm just going to show you something out of this Bible. And then I'm going to show you out of the NLT, I'm going to have to do Galatia 2.20. Let's do this first, though. We are reading out the... Uh, are we in the CEV now? On the screen. All right. Now, we are reading Romans 10.17, right? Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Now, I'm going to read out the King James just for you to hear, but I want you to stay right there. Romans 10.17 says, So then, faith come by hearing... Romans 10, 17. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I'm going to do the same verse, but I'm going to show you 
the CEV. Let's do that first. I don't have mine on me. I left it in the room, so I'm going to depend on you. And then after that, we're going to go to the word Amplified. I'm going to show you the Amplified Bible. I'm going to show you three different Bibles. I can show you the NLT also. We'll maybe just, just go to each one. All right. Now, here we go. I'm going to turn to the screen. It says, no one can have faith without hearing the message about Christ. Now, that was last week. So I showed you how you get faith. If you're going to get faith, you got to hear what? Come on, I see, this is what I need you at. If you're going to get faith, how did you get it? Remember, if you don't get nothing else I preach the rest of my life, get last week's message and this one. Because without faith, you're not even saved. And this is what goes on with so many people that go to church. They go to church, but they don't know, they don't know nothing. All they know what the man preached, what he preached. I don't know what he preached, but that man can preach. And that's your salvation. I'm here to teach you the Bible, especially the New Covenant. All right, because this is where your life at. All right, now that verse says, no one can have faith. Nobody without hearing the message about Christ. Well, what if I'm not preaching Christ? Now, what you got to understand is how Israel got their salvation and how you got yours. That's why you got to rightly divide the word. So you want to put down, and I'm going to show it to you. Faith, the faith of you want to write, write, the faith of the Son of God, the faith of the Son of God. You want to write that down? The faith of the Son of God. Show you how you got your salvation. How did you get your salvation? The faith of the Son of God. How Israel got their salvation. Here we go. Faith in the Son of God. See, if, if you ever learn anything from Pastor Crump, make sure you get last week messages and this week's message. Make sure you know how to get faith. And today, you got to know, why do I need faith? Or why I need faith? Because if you don't have faith, you're not even saved. And there are a multitude of folks going to church every Sunday, confessing believers, don't even know how they got faith. So those kind of scriptures, uh, Romans 10, 17, at least you can say, I got my faith because my pastor preached Christ. And I believe 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, that's the message. Christ died for our sins. Christ is buried, was buried, and God raised Christ from the dead. And, and, and that's how I got my faith. How do you know that? Write another verse down, Romans 4.25. I gave you 1 Corinthians. Put that down too. I'll take it there. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Romans 4.25. See all that? You got to have. Put another one down. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14 and 17. See, you have to know how you got your faith. Because you got people that they tell you you can get water baptized well, first of all, it got to be in Jesus' name because y'all baptized in titles. Y'all baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Still ain't saved, bro. Still ain't saved. Baptized in Jesus' name ain't saved. 
First baptized in the title, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost still ain't saved. Because you cannot get faith from either one of those. See, there are people who watch this program going to die and go to hell. You know why? Because they don't think I'm right. So you got to understand something. I know who I am. I know what, how I get what I get. See, if you don't follow Paul, you following man, denomination, religion. You ain't following Paul. Paul did not teach you about salvation through baptism. So you can't be following Paul. And then if you still hold on to Pentecostal, guess who you following? Peter. Peter. Acts chapter 2. Go back there to Pentecost. Peter preaching. See, people not following Christ because they're not following Paul. All right. Now, let's get some of these things out the way I've given you so we can catch up. Why I need faith. So people who not follow me, you're not following Christ. People are holding on to what somebody else said that somebody else said years ago. You'd be surprised how many church sit, people sitting in church say, no, I know my mama was right. I know my daddy was right. I know my cousin was right. I know my uncle was right. I know my uncle. My, my uncle was a pastor. It doesn't make any difference who he was. Let man, let God be true. And every man a liar. Well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that lie that I know my daddy was right. I'm not going by what my daddy believed. My daddy had to die for himself. I want to go by what the word of God said that it is. And this is what people are doing. Multitude of churches. They're not going by what the Bible said. They're going by what some pastor taught them 25, 30, 40 years ago. They have built churches on that. I'm telling you. It's a mess. All right. Let's go to work. What you got? I'm going to go by your notes. I got it. How long do I have to wait? How was that now? If you know what they are, just stand up and say, and, and get over it, please. First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Let's go there. If you're going to be able to preach to the whole church, you at least you ought to be able to preach to me. 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 because we got about three of them to do right there. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Please have the next one. This is what I say every service. I got to stop saying that. Praise God. Somewhere down the line, somebody got to have a note, tablet, and just say, I'm going to pass it this way you're at right here. And be able to stand up and say this. Da, da, da. That's where you're at. Okay. Thank you. 1 Corinthians 15, just see so you have to do it for everybody. 1 Corinthians 15 will tell you the gospel of Christ. Here it is. Moreover, brothers, on the screen, I declare to you the gospel. What gospel? The gospel of Christ, which I preached to you. Well, that's all he preached with the gospel of Christ. Which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. So he's talking about the gospel of your salvation. If you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, now, that's not the first time he's going to use the word unless you believe in vain. 
Because he's talking about unless you believe the wrong message. So the next verse says, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. So he's talking about this, how I was saved. How that Christ died for our sins. We come to this camp. How Christ died for, well, how did he die for our sins? He died on the cross. Some of you all know, but you, you just, it's a, it's a, when you know, you got boldness. He died on the cross. And he died for our sins. He said, now, if you don't believe that, you believe it in vain. You're going to search in vain. I deliver you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He said, look, I got the scripture to back this up. And then in verse number four, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. Why are you using that? Because he did it to fulfill the scriptures. Say that with me. Everything Christ did, he did it to fulfill the scripture. All right, you're going you're gonna to see that a little later. And verse 4 said, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture or to fulfill the scripture. That's why he did what he did. All right. Now, let's look at verse 14 and 17, shall we, while we're there. Verse 14 and verse 17. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 14. See, when people think they have faith, how do they get it? If you're not believing Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for your salvation, guess what? You don't have faith not to be saved. And so that's why you got people, and this, I want you to write this down. I want you to write it down. I'm coming to this camera right here. I want you to write this down. You cannot preach faith or a message on faith and get faith. I just want, I want to stand up and say that. I want to say that so bad. Because that's what I've heard all my life. People want to preach a message on faith to get faith. So you want to put down in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. We'll come there later. See, all this stuff you probably right now. You cannot preach faith, a message about faith, and get faith. See, that's why you can look at on television, all the message you see is on faith. Well, you'll never get faith out of that bunch. Because faith don't come because you preach faith. So then faith come by hearing. See, if you know what I'm saying, you'll know the answer. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to preach Christ to get faith. See, you know what? You know, I asked your pastor, my prayer for you this morning, probably about 115, is so you will receive Christ. You'll receive the Spirit. There are people going to churches all over the place, and that's all you hear, and faith, 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 and they don't realize you can't get saved. You're not, getting, you're not saved. And that's what people are doing. They're going to church, and they're just confessing, 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 and nobody know the word. Like I said in this house, you can't even pray on if you don't know the word. Because you got to use the word. You got to bring to God the word and faith so you can get an answer. 
That's why Hebrew, he told the Hebrews, he that cometh to God, Hebrew 11 and 6, must already believe. You, you, can't, you can't wait to come to God to get something. You got to first believe. You have to believe and get your faith first. Then you take your faith and you go to God. So when you go to God, you got to have the word of God and you got to have faith. You don't even know the word and you ain't got faith and you wonder why God didn't give you what you had to have. See, you, you, you in a different covenant. In the old covenant, they had to obey God by believing God before they receive from God. I need to come on this side. We'll go to that in Romans 3.30. So that's what you mean. In the old covenant, they had to obey God that proved that they believed God before they received from God. That's not your covenant. In your covenant, you had to believe God, watch this, has already done it. And you can prove it in the word. You take God, his word, his word says he's already took your sicknesses. You got the book. You got to take God, his word. You want healing from God to manifest? The Holy Ghost already told you how you're going to get it. You shall take a mind. See, that's what the Holy Ghost is going to do. He's going to show it to you. Why does he want to show it to you? So you can take it back to the Father and say, the Father, your word says. You already took our sicknesses. You already bore our sins in your own flesh. In the same verse, people accept the forgiveness of sins, but they won't accept the healing. The same verse told you he took both. But you got to know what the word says. And then you go to God with that and tell the Lord, tell him, Father, you already said. Because grace, you're not trying to get nothing in the dispensation of grace. You're going to God because it's already finished. Grace means the work has already been done. You are not in an old covenant. Old covenant is prophecy. Old covenant is what the prophet says. That's going to happen. Everything in the old covenant is what the prophet said that's going to happen. Uh, that's uh, the book of Acts 3.21. Put it on the screen. It's what the prophet said is going to happen. You in the new covenant, the dispensation of grace. Everything you talking about is in the past tense. Have you ever noticed so when Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgression, he didn't say he's going to be wounded. He was. Past tense. Look like I'm going to show you that in both services. Hallelujah. So where are we at right now on the screen? I'm talking about I just told the man back there where we're going to go to. No, 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 no. Acts chapter 3 and verse 26. That's why I told you. Acts 3, 26. We're getting ready to go here. We're showing you in the Old Testament they spoke by prophets. So you got to follow me. You got to listen real close because I told you some stuff to write down we're going to go to. And then I just got through saying, let's do this right now. Here we go. 
Under you first, God hadn't raised up his son Jesus. Who, who Peter preaching to? Some of y'all are scared to say it. I told you who he preaching to. If he preaching to Jews at Pentecost, and yet today people said their church is Pentecost. And they've been there forever. Well, see, nobody want to preach the word. Nobody want to tell them. Is it because that nobody know? That's what I want to know. Because if you're still preaching Pentecost, you're preaching Peter's message. Go back and read Acts chapter 2 real good and see who was the pastor, who was the preacher. And the Bible said, and, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, get, find out who it was. You in Peter's message. Under you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, how many know who's talking here? Once again, Peter, okay, just praise God. He raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning everyone from his sins. I'm reading uh, 321, I'm sorry, right? Acts 321, all right. Whom the hell, now why, he's talking about Jesus, watch this. Whom the heavens must receive. He's talking to the Jews. And you know who's waiting for Jesus to come back? Gentiles. He said, whom the heaven must receive, watch this, until the times of restitution of all things. Guess who preached the restitution of all things? Paul. But see, when people don't know the word, they just go to church, church schools. See, that's something you need to just get on, start studying. The restitution of all things. Who preached that? Paul did. So when you find out what the word restitution is, it's the same word as restoration. And guess what God did? He restored all things. How I many know what, what, when you restored all things, what does the final word mean to restore all things? The dispensation of grace. See, if you go to the word grace, I teach that all the time. If you're in the dispensation of grace, God has restored all things. <laughs> See, you need to write down stuff. Like I keep telling, I know you're going, to, oh, you got that. No, you ain't got nothing. Because you don't know what grace is. Grace is the restoration of all things. I told you that when I taught Adam. Adam was put out of the garden. Adam got us involved with sin, and we was born in sin after that, and God came with Christ and restored all things. What does it mean? He put us back in grace. I shot myself this morning. Because if you don't know what had happened, that's why people don't know how to preach. They don't know Christ came and restored all things. I said Christ came and restored all things. It's the same word as 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Somebody find that verse, and don't do it now. We're going to stay here. Somebody else will find that verse and tell me what big word in there start with R. Come on, we'll move on. I'm going to give you another word for restoration. I might well just going to tell you, take all that time. Called reconciliation. See, it said he came and he reconciled all things unto himself. Put it on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. See, the key is people now listen, reading the Bible. You got to know some of these answers some of the time. Well, pastor got it. Okay. Pastor got his own salvation. Make sure you got yours. Pastor going to pray for it. Well, what if I don't? 
Sure, I'm praying for you. But you got to know the word to pray. Now, what, now watch what it says. So I gave you three words. Restoration, reconciliation, restitution. Rec- all these say the same thing. It all means God put us back in grace. Here it is. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world. He was re- restoring the world to himself. He was reconciling the world to himself. What another word I gave you? Restitution of all things. See, if y'all write them down, you can help me out. That's what I need. I don't need no, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need that. You get that to the mother guy if you go to their church. Because you're going to help them preach. Y'all help me preach up in here. I don't need all that stuff. That God was in Christ when he came to this earth. That's when he was in Christ. He was restored, reconciled the world to himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and now he has given us the word of reconciliation. So if you don't know what he gave you, that's the problem. The word of reconciliation is the word of grace. See, you are not out here trying to put, tell people what they did wrong. See, that's why most of church folks, you talk to them, you tell me you don't sin. So they still over there. You want to say, what you doing over there? What's sin at? See, in your dispensation, sin abounded. In our dispensation, grace much more abound. See, you got to know when you hear people talking what country they are, where they're from. See, that's how people knew Nehemiah. See, if you go back and study Nehemiah, you'll find out that Nehemiah came from the other side of the river. He had a message from God. Hallelujah. All right, now let's go through, through the thing we got here now. You, 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 you got to, you got to, Sandra, what's Sandra? I, I may have to put her to work in here. I, everybody can't be Sandra, but somebody got to know what I'm finna say, right? That means you got to stand up and say something, man. I gave y'all 50 verses. Okay, we on tape. I'll wait. Somebody got it. What did I leave off with? Reggie, if you know, just put it on the screen, man. We, we wait around here. We're going to be... I just did Acts 3.21. Okay, Romans 1, 16, 7. You got to start somewhere. I know it's not there, but we'll take that. I thought I was giving y'all my notes. Man, did you hear me give you, did you hear me give you, my, give, I gave them my notes, man. They still ain't got it. All right, Romans 4.25. Let's go there in Romans. We'll go back up. Well, we'll back up the Romans 4.25. I gave you, I'm going to tell you, thank you, Lord, you just told me where I was. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 14, 17. See, the Lord will tell me. Lord Jesus. No wonder he asked Peter, Peter, love thou me? That's what Peter said, yeah, Lord. <laughs> all right, now let's get back on track. Now, if you got the note, all you had to put everything I said underneath. I'm at 1 Corinthians 15, all right? Then I'm going to go back to Romans 4, 25, because I did say that too. 1 Corinthians 15, now look at this verse, at verse 14. It says, if Christ be not risen, watch this, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Now, how did I get that? Because I read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses. Remember when I told you that? I told you in verse number two, by which you also are saved, because of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, 
if you keep in memory what I preached to you, Christ, death, death, and resurrection, unless you have what? Believed in vain. So otherwise, if you preach something else to be saved, your, you don't have faith. Your faith is vain, useless. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 again. If Christ be not raised, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Vain mean no good, useless. And that's what people are doing. They're trying to use their faith to get something from God. Let me say it again. They're trying to use their faith to get something from God. When I go back to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, you will see it's not your faith that's going to get anything from God. You've got to get God's faith. The faith of Christ. The faith of the Son of God. The same faith he used while he was on this earth. We have in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we have in the same spiritual faith, the same spirit of faith, same spirit of faith that Christ has. You can't use your faith in the new covenant. Somebody say he's saying something. <laughs> say something. First Corinthians 15, and now let's look at verse 17. Watch what it says. If Christ be not raised, your faith is no good. See, people are telling you, man, you're saved by water baptism. Can't you see that bunch is on the way to hell? Nobody want to tell them. You're going the wrong way. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you come to God, he that coming to God got to already have faith. That's why so many disappointments. People go to God without the word. They go to God, they don't even know the word. They go to God, they don't even have faith. Now let's put that in the natural. Talk to you. Now I, I went to the bank once, and I got to the bank, and I put everything in the bank except my check. Guess what the person did, y'all? Some of y'all still don't know. They sent all that back to me, and I'm going like, What's the problem? He said, we, we don't have no check, Pastor. You got all the paperwork out. You got your driving license. You, got, you, got, you just don't have no check. I said, oh, man. He said, yeah, put your check in there. We can help you. See, it could have been my credit card. I could have won a withdrawal, but I put everything in it by my check. Why is hard? You know what I'm talking about. Because you ain't got, you can't get nothing. You're trying to get something from God. You don't even have what you need to get it with. Faith, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. You know why I'm doing this? I gave you this. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. I told you, faith gives you access to God. If you got faith, you can access the grace. You can't get nothing from God without faith. People are trying to get their healing from faith. I'm going to show you this morning. I thought I could wait till afternoon. Look like I'm about to do it now. Show you how to get it. You got to have faith to be saved. You don't even have 
Christ's life if you don't have Christ's faith. See, this is the problem going on in churches. People don't want the word. So 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says, If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And watch this. And you are yet in your sins. Let me show you what Jesus said. We're going to come right back to the next thing. I'm giving you time to find it. So I'm going to come right back. Uh, let's go to the Gospel of John chapter 8. And we'll look at verse 24. The Gospel of John chapter 8. Watch what Jesus says to the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Gospel of John, chapter 8. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, and verse number 21. 21 through 24. Let's do those four verses. We come to this camp. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 21. Then Jesus said again to them, I go my way. See, people thought Jesus was being harsh. Watch what he says. And you're going to seek me, and guess what? You're going to die in your sins. Because wherever I go, you cannot come. Wait a minute. You're going to die in your sin. Why would he tell that man he's going to die in his sin? Jesus, why being that mean to him? No, that's the truth. See, he's telling them the truth. If, if, you don't, if they don't believe Jesus the Christ, they're going to die in their sins. Well, where's their sins at? Thank you. Somebody knows in your flesh, man. When you read Romans chapter 7, there ain't no good thing in the flesh. See, you got to read your Bible. That's where sin is. You don't have no time to be watching all this stuff on TV. I keep telling people over and over, all your time going to watch old stuff is already dead. Ain't no color in the whole picture. And you just hear me watching that dead stuff all day. And Christ said, I come at you, but I have life. Got a podcast. Give you the word. All week long. Why don't you look at it? Why don't you let somebody else in the house look at it if you don't want to see it? Just turn it on, leave, go home, go somewhere, leave it on. I'm telling you, man, this, this thing is detrimental to your ignorance. When you realize you had a chance. It's an awesome thing for a man to go to hell. Because in hell he's going to say, oh, crump, crump. I, yeah, I know. I kept saying I'm coming to your church, crump. <laughs> Yes, sir. Don't have no water, neither, bro. All right. Now watch this. And he said, where I go, you cannot come. Well, where was he going? He was going back to the Father, right? And then in verse 22, then said the Jews, will you kill himself? Because he said, where I go, you cannot come. He said to them, you are from beneath. I'm from above. You are of this world. I'm not of this world. I said, therefore, to you, you shall die in your sin here. And if, if they did not believe... That Jesus of Christ, you're going to die in your sins. See, he told them why they're going to die in their sins. Because you don't believe what I asked you to do. You had to have faith to believe that. Because he says, if you believe not that I am the Christ, you're going to die in your sins. Let me show you John. Let me show you one more. Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. So you'll get an answer to this. You probably wouldn't want to know. You, this is, I'm answering questions today. 
John chapter 1. Let's start verse 9 back there. Back up to verse 9. John chapter 1, verse 9. That was the true light, which lightened every man that cometh into the world. He was not, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He's talking about Israel. They didn't even know who he was. See, that's why he got Acts chapter 17. When he came to those people, they didn't even know who God was. They had a big sign said, an unknown God. See, you got people having church, they don't even know who God is. Verse 11, he came to his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Wonder what he gave them. I'm going to tell you the answer because I can't wait all day. He gave Romans chapter 12, verse 3. He gave them faith. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you the answer. That's what he gave. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, He dealt to every man the measure of faith. He gave them power to become the sons of God to as many as believed on his name. If they did not have his faith, it was proof that he believed in his name. So he gave them faith. They gave them power. So you have to know what he gave them. So if you don't have faith, then you are not a believer. See, I asked the question, why do I need faith? That's what people ask you, real, real, why do I need faith? Why do we need this stuff? Because if you don't have faith, you're not even God's son. You've got to have faith just to go to God in prayer. Let, let, me just, let me just give you that now before I can move on, because that keeps coming up in my spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. All right, now all this stuff you got, hold on to it. Because I'm going, and whenever I do, I'm going to ask you something, and you're just going to let it out to me, right? All right, let's go back to Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. Exodus 23. I got 10 minutes just to give you this. Next service, I hope you're around. You can say, Pastor, you got a lot of scripture I got to give you here. All right, Exodus 23. Now, this is what God said to Israel. Everything God said to Israel, that's why I gave you Acts 3.21. It was spoken of by the prophets. Everything was prophesied. So if you way back there in Acts, everything is promised, prophesied. When you get to Paul's ministry, you're in grace. Everything is finished. How many hearing what I'm saying? If I'm still teaching you out the book of Acts, everything is promised. That's why I told you in Acts chapter 3, verse 21, he promised to send Jesus. He wasn't talking to you. John chapter 14, verse 1, I go to prepare a place for you. He's not talking to you. He's talking to his disciples. So if we'll just sit down one day and say, well, who's he talking to? You, you need to mind your, I be, I be want to teach that sometimes. You need to mind your own business. <laughs> your own business is the gospel of Christ. Let me move on. Acts chapter number, I'm sorry. Exodus chapter number what? 23 and verse 25. Acts 20. Exodus chapter 23. 
And verse number 25. I need to mark in my, my new Bible. I got a new Bible. Okay, let's read that. And you shall serve the Lord. Now he's talking to Israel. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall. Say everything says shall. Say if it shall in future tense. Say if it shall it had not been finished. See everything is shall has been promised but it had not been finished. That's not how it is in your covenant. Your covenant everything is done. It's finished. But you got to have faith to receive it. And you can't just have your faith. You got to have his faith. He that cometh to God must already have faith. All right. And you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and your water. Well, how many know he shall? He going to bless your bread and your water. What do you think people serve on the communion table? Some of y'all won't sell nothing if I paid you $50. You know, you know what they serve in the communion table, but you won't sell nothing. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. Well, if he's going to bless your bread and your water, and you have that on the communion table, then who is, who is the bread and the water in the new covenant? Christ came and said, I am the living bread. I am the living water. If you got it all in the book. Over here, he shall bless your bread and your water. And what's going to happen once he bless your bread and your water? Then he said, I'll take away from thee, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. But he said, whenever he bless his bread and his water, he's going to take sickness away. Well, how many know Christ is the bread and the water? So when Christ came, died, and buried, and raised again from the dead and fulfilled the scripture, how many know that Christ already took your sicknesses? When did he do it? When he blessed your bread and your water. You got to know the difference between blessings. That's why we have Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Let's go there. We'll come back to Exodus. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. What did he, what did he mean when he blessed your bread and your water? Whenever that happened, he takes sickness away from the midst of you. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So sicknesses is a curse of the law. That's why you have Deuteronomy 27 before you have Deuteronomy 28. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. So when Christ died on the cross, he was made a curse for us. So if he made a curse for us, he paid for all our sicknesses and all our diseases. Why? Because all that was the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for us written curses every one that hangeth on the tree. Now, why did he down the cross made a curse for us? That the blessings, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Well, who was Gentile? It was us. Now the blessings can come on the Gentile. What's blessings? God's righteousness, God's faith can come on the Gentile. God's grace, God's Holy Spirit, all that came on us. Thank God for a clap. Thank God for a clap. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile. Now I know one of the blessings of Abraham is faith. When I get to it, I'm going to show you. The spirit of faith, the spirit of grace, the spirit of righteousness came on us. Through Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. We could not get 
faith if there was not a promise. We could not get the promise except we had the faith. Faith gets what God had promised. You cannot receive from God because faith, first of all, it's your spiritual ears, it's your spiritual hands. You can't get it. Isaiah starts out chapter 53. Lord, who has believed our report? You can't get it. All right. Where shall I say I'm going? That was Galatians 3.13. Exodus. That's why I say I'm going back to Exodus. Thank you all so very much. Chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Man, I got three minutes and 25 seconds and counting. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 25. I'm sorry, verse, chapter 15, I'm sorry. Verse 26, 15, Exodus 15, 26. And God says, if thou wert willing hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Wait a minute. So God would do it if somebody would hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God? And what else they had to do? And would do all his commandments, that which is righteous in thy sight, and do all his commandments, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. God said, if I can find somebody to do it all. How many know Jesus? I do it all. See, you got to understand what happened. They could get the blessing if somebody would come do it all. Amen. Jesus came and did it all. I'm going to show you that next Isaiah 53. He did it all. He said, if you'll come do it all, I'll put none of these diseases upon you. If somebody would keep my word, fulfill my word, I would put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord that healeth thee. So the reason why he put them on there, because they did not keep his word. So when Jesus came, they had, he had to take them off. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the... God, can you hear it? Let's go to Isaiah. Chapter 53, verse 4, 4 and 5. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Somebody say hallelujah, would you? Hallelujah. It's all right to say hallelujah, but now and then. Say something that edifying, not just yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't going edify nobody. Say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Say something that edify me. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number three. We'll start at three. I know I said four, but let's start at three. This is what happened to Jesus. I'm going to show you verse four. Why? He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. We hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But watch what he did in verse 4 and verse 5. Surely, God, if I can get just two or three people. Somebody said, surely. Surely he hath borne our grief. How many know born is carried? He carried our grief. So if you're in grief, guess what? He already carried it. He already carried our sorrow. So if you're in sorrow, he already carried it. You don't need to carry no sorrow. You don't need to carry no grief. That's why people say, come on, come on, grieve with me. No, 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 no. You got to go back and look at 1 Corinthians chapter number, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and read that to the end. He said, you sorry not. 
as others which have no hope. You got to know what the word said. People want you to sorry with them. Yeah, you don't even care. No, yeah, I care, but I can't get into your weeping and crying. Nah, I got hope. Hallelujah. I said I got hope. I even know his name. I said I know his name. Christ in you, though. I know who he is. I got hope. Hope got me and I got hope. Verse 4 says, surely he has borne our grief, carried our sorrows. So that's two things you can get rid of. We esteem him stricken, stricken, spitten of God and afflicted. But the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. There go the transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, our sin. There they go. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are here. Isaiah never said we're going to be here. Isaiah's telling you what God already did. I say he told you already what God already did. So what did Jesus do when he came? He came here to obey the word. So the word said he already healed us. Let's go show it to you. Matthew chapter 8. Jesus did not, Jesus came to fulfill the word. Once he came, he came to ratify the covenant. That's Romans 15 and 8. He came to ratify the covenant. How did he do it? By fulfilling the word. Everything that people said, no covenant, Christ, I came to do it. Why? So the blessings of Abraham might come on you. Matthew chapter number. You'll shout. I guarantee you'll get this tape anytime you're going to need to be healed from God. You're going to get that tape. You're going to cut on. You're going to tell, no, tell people, I don't know about why I mess with that. Don't mess with it. Yeah, yeah. See, you don't need it right now. That's all it is. Doing real good. I'm doing fine, Reverend. Okay. Hope you are. Well, you need to be healed. This is your message today. Matthew chapter number 8 and verse 14. When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, glory to God, he saw his wife's mother lay and sick of a fever. Jesus just touched her hand and the fever left. Can't y'all see that anointing? He just touched her hand and the fever got out of here. That's why the Bible said in, in, in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. See, that's what happened. The Holy Ghost came there, bam, that stuff got to get out of here. You're anointed with the Holy Ghost. You don't need no, 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 ah. You don't need no bottle of oil. I used to have a bottle of oil. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered to him. That quickly. Because the Holy Ghost came on her. When the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. See, that, that's what the Holy Ghost is. He's a devil cast out of. When the Holy Ghost shows up, them devil get out of here. And when the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast the spirits out with his word. I like that. And the Bible said he healed all that was sick. And we still don't think it's us. Do you hear what he says? He healed all that was sick. He didn't heal everybody who came to the meeting. He healed all that was sick. He's fulfilling the word. I say he's fulfilling the word. 
He's not just doing something. He's fulfilling the word. Every time Jesus did something, he healed all. But here he's going to tell you why he did it. Why, he, why, did you feel, why do you heal all, Lord? That it might be fulfilled. How many know what fulfilled means? I'm going to drink a little of this till you know what I mean. One's complete. I heard complete. Accomplished. I, 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 you got to talk louder. I heard fulfilled. I heard complete. I heard finished. So you got to say yours again because you're bound with somebody. Put an end to. Okay, so Jesus put an end to what the scripture says. Jesus accomplished what the scripture says. Jesus fulfilled what the scripture says. He fulfilled what Isaiah said. Why did he do it? Why did you do that, Lord? Why did you fulfill it? He said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He said, I fulfilled it. I finished it. I've already done it. And everything done is mine. Everything he's already finished is mine. See, the thing about it is, we'll take the, we'll take the sicknesses, but we, we'll take the sins. We don't want to take the sickness. It's in the same verse. Put the NLT up there, just the last verse. Verse 17, Matthew 8, 17. See, people would, people would take one, but they don't take the other. Same verse. He took your sicknesses and your diseases. Same verse. He took your sicknesses and diseases. In the same, I'm sorry, the sins. Let me read it. Here we go. Come on, I need you, I need you to read. This, this fulfilled the word of the Lord. This fulfilled the word of the Lord who said he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. He did both of them in the same verse. Why we don't have sin today? Because he took the sins away. Well, how many know he just didn't take the sins away? He was made a curse for us. He took all the stuff away that the law had put on his people. He took the curses away and he took the sins away. Now, I'm going to stop right. Get the Lord a great big hand. See, if you read the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews told you that one man came and took it away. And all we got to do is understand that's how we got grace. He restored us. He put us back into God's grace. In God's grace, there is no sicknesses. In God's grace, there is no diseases. So you might as well get ready to obey the word. That means believe the word and use the word of God to get rid of that stuff because it has no business in your body. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and God lives in you and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. God said glorify God in your body and in your spirit which belong to God. And you may say, Pastor, you got to help me. No, you're going to have to use the faith that cut off all this old stuff that you're doing and get yourself in that word and begin to take these tapes and say, Father, I, you have given me faith. Let me talk to this camera. Get ready to pray. 
Father, you have given me faith. You have given me faith in the word. You have given me your word and you show me that you've already finished your word. You fulfilled it. You brought it to an end. You accomplished it. Now, I got faith. Guess what I can do with my faith? I can receive the abundant grace. That's what Romans 5, 17 told me. Receive the abundant grace and the gift of righteousness so I can reign in life by Jesus Christ. Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.